0: Hey Waffle Gang, I do hope you're well. My name is Mark and today we're checking out some more relationship stories. And if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting a like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. And Let's crack on with today's first story. Much love guys. Now today's first story comes from, I might have fucked up <laughs> 97, great username. and says, i am I the asshole for telling my best friend why I wasn't attending his wedding. I might have fucked up. Me, 32 male, and my best friend Alex, 32 male, had been friends since diapers. We're basically family. After college, we both moved back home so we could live at home and get our feet underneath us. Alex started dating Stella, 35 female, a lovely girl around four and a half years ago. And from the get go, she seemed to politely dislike me. I don't know why. Oh well, Stella V. Alex and Stella moved across the country in 2021 after Stella earned a promotion at work. In 2022, Alex proposed. She said yes and they set a wedding date for the end of September 2023. I got a save the date card at the beginning of the year and based on the conversations I had with Alex assumed I'd be in the wedding party either as a groomsman or the best man but never received any official confirmation from either of them. A couple of months before the wedding, I saw that wedding invitations had gone out on social media and figured mine was en route. It never came. I waited a couple of weeks, figured it might have just gotten lost in the mail, before I checked in with them. I called Alex and had a brief conversation with him, where he was clearly agitated and said he was dealing with a lot. It would be incommunicado for the near future, to direct any wedding-related questions to Stella, and he had called me when things cooled off. I called, text, and emailed Stella several times over the course of a week, but she didn't respond to any of them. At this point, I figured I wouldn't be attending the wedding, and that things were really fucked up for some reason between the two of us. Yesterday, a little over three weeks after our last conversation, Alex DM'd asking if I was free to chat. I jumped at the opportunity to get some answers and after exchanging pleasantries, Alex jumped right into a spiel saying that he knew I was super busy with work and dealing with a lot of personal stuff but he'd love it if I could attend his wedding, even just as a guest and wanted to know if there was anything he could do to make that happen. I just blurted out that I'd love to but hadn't received an invitation. Alex stared blankly at me and said, what? And I just kinda verbal vomited out that I hadn't received an invitation. That was the reason i would called him a few weeks ago i would contacted stella about it but she never got back to me and left me on read and that i had no idea what he was talking about me dealing with too much to be involved in the wedding after a very pregnant pause he said he needed to go sort things out and that he'd called me when it was done my phone's been blowing the fuck up since with wedding attendees asking me what the fuck happened and why the wedding might be off now my girlfriend has reaffirmed to me that i did nothing wrong but I've had people from all sides saying I stuck my nose where it didn't belong and caused a stink, which is really fucking with my head. Am I the asshole? Edit, after he DM'd me, we switched to video chat, meant to include that. Whoops. Edit two, my girlfriend is also having way too much with this and is kindly given me shit for doubting myself. Edit three, this was just posted so that the people who wanted an update have an easy way to follow what's going on since it got removed. And of course, we do have an update in a moment. And you're absolutely not the arsehole in the situation. You did nothing wrong. You simply asked a question. And to me, it definitely feels like Stella is trying to get you out of the wedding by telling Alex that you're too busy to attend and all this kind of stuff. I don't know why she thought that plan was going to work and you weren't going to find out this information. The question is why? Why is Stella doing this? What she got against you? Is it going to be jealousy of your close friendship or something more? And I can't help but feel that anyone that's getting in contact with you and blaming you for this mess doesn't know the full story here. Or they've possibly been told by Stella something completely different. But Spectrum12 says it definitely sounds like Stella omitted you on purpose and that they had an argument about it. I can't see why this would have devolved into the wedding being of otherwise. You didn't do anything wrong and you tried to get in touch and she tried to basically hide that she wasn't inviting you. Odds are, he ended the call with you, asked her why you didn't get an invite, asked why all your messages were left on red. and she probably said she did it on purpose. If it was just an, I forgot to reply, then I don't see that exchange becoming an argument, but clearly it did if the wedding itself is now in question. Again, you did nothing wrong. Not the asshole. Apoch says, it sounds like she lied to Alex about your availability to be in the wedding party and going to the wedding altogether. Since he's your friend he gave you space to deal with your problems that Stella made up. You're not the arsehole. You probably saved your friend from marrying an arsehole. Street math says you did nothing wrong. You asked a question and your best friend found out he was about to marry a lying sack of shit. Her placing the blame on you to everyone now is because she doesn't want to admit she did wrong. She doesn't know how to take accountability for her actions. The weighing is off because she sounds like a monster. It also sounds like he wanted you to be a part of the wedding party but she was the one in charge of the entire wedding decided she didn't want you in it and lied to your best friend that you were too busy to do it he was probably hurt that you didn't want to be a part of the wedding and was coming to terms with it before he reached out again and one more comment from red of the evil dead who says i have a very coercive controlling abusive family so i can guess what happened based on what my mother or grandmother would have done in that situation I think Stella made up a lie about how OP reached out to her in a frenzy and unloaded on her a bunch of stuff he was dealing with and how he couldn't even attend the wedding because of it. Stella probably also told him that OP didn't feel comfortable talking to Alex about it and wants his space from Alex and that's why he reached out to her. She likely said that OP needs his space and Alex needs to give it to him. She probably went so far to say OP was extremely upset with Alex and didn't want to talk to him. I'm sure she told him that if OP called, they should direct him to her so she could smooth things over with him. Then Alex was upset that OP, his close friend and family, spoke to Stella about all that and not him, trying to give OP his space, and also upset at what felt like a betrayal by OP. Alex did what his fiancé suggested, he gave OP his space. And when he felt enough time had passed, he called OP to hopefully convince him to come to his wedding. Stella was hoping Alex would be so upset and betrayed by the lies she made up that Opie said about Alex and his feelings towards him that he'd just ghost him and never contact him again. She's probably been stoking the fire continuously by saying she begged Opie to attend and calm down, but he refused. Or maybe she's saying that Opie refused to respond to any of her messages. Once Alex finally got the truth, he realized he's marrying a monster and questioning everything. Thus, she has released her flying monkeys. Coercive control abusers always have a pack of flying monkeys on standby in case their carefully laid plan backfires she's hoping that her flying monkeys can convince op to call alex and tell him he's overreacting and not to marry her on his account at least that's what my family would do that's why i don't speak to them anymore if this is the case i hope alex doesn't marry her living in this constant state of manipulation and control is absolutely exhausting and traumatic So, Opie did update the post and it says, Alex and I text Tuesday night slash Wednesday morning. He said he was handling stuff and asked if I'd be free to talk Thursday afternoon with him and Stella, which I agreed to. This is just a rough summary and I probably forgot some stuff. Frankly, I'm too mentally fried to weave a narrative right now, so it's just gonna be bullet points. A couple of pieces of info about Alex to provide some context. Alex was raised fairly sheltered and religious until he was 18 when he went to college and opened. As a result, he still has some, I don't know, blind spots about certain things. Alex has mild to moderate OCD. He's managed with low levels of medication and maintenance therapy. Which is one of the reasons he gets overwhelmed easily. Especially from unexpected stressors and weddings are chock full of those. Now for the actual update. The wedding is still happening. I will be the best man and I've been read in on all the shit I need to do. The person who was filling in for me, matthew 34 male, one of mine and Alex's good friends who's also neurodivergent, is thrilled to not have to spend the day peopling and can instead party his ass off. As a result of this clusterfuck, Alex, Stella, whoever parents are paying for the wedding, will be pumping me plus girlfriends' plane tickets and hotel stay and my best man Tux. What was the main driver of this mess in the first place? Stella's pregnant. Yay. They found out a couple of days after the wedding invites got sent out. Apparently, they were passively trying and actively trying in 2022, but stopped and swapped back to heavy birth control once the save the dates went out because Stella did not want to be pregnant on her wedding day. This led to several changes to the wedding, threw a bunch of other planning into disarray, and Alex into an OCD hole for a couple of weeks, which is why he was agitated when I called him and why he needed. To get his head around it all and get the intrusive thoughts managed. And one of the reasons why Stella ignored slash missed my messages and calls? Why did Stella not respond to my messages? Besides surprise pregnancy, Stella said that she's on her phone for work a ton and gets hundreds if not thousands of emails, text calls per day. She misses some stuff, especially since she didn't have my contact info saved. Lol. I also emailed her work email instead of personal email which I don't have my own personal email handle is not my name in future i was told to be more insistent in my communication with her to break through her everyday noise julie noted what happened to my invite stella claims that she meant to send me one but must have sent it to my old address i did move in march to my current residence and the save the dates were sent out in january what did stella tell alex about me not being in the wedding apparently nothing according to stella he either 1. Believed one of his intrusive thoughts was real when he was in his OCD hole. 2. He got confused when he told him one of her cousins with a similar sounding name to mine wouldn't be attending. Or 3. Some combination thereof. According to Stella, she always wanted me in the wedding. Why did Stella not contact me after I did not RSVP back? She assumed there was something going with me and Alex and that would sort it out and hit Teller. In the meantime, she was busy with work. Wedding planning and unexpected baby. How did a bunch of wedding guests find out about this mess? Alex called his mum for advice after our convo. Mum had church friends over. Church ladies overheard a good chunk of their convo. Church ladies are gossipy fucks. <laughs> Alex has spent a decent chunk of time the last couple of days putting out fire, so to speak. After about an hour, Stella left to go deal with some wedding stuff, and me and Alex chatted about shit for a couple of hours. Do I believe Stella's explanations? Kinda. The baby's real as far as I know, confirmed by medical professional. She does have a cousin I know she's close with who has a similar sounding name to me. And she does work from her phone a lot. But the rest of it just seems a little too convenient and I feel like I'm left with more questions than answers. Good news is, since I'm in the wedding, I should have a great access to figure out what the fuck is going on. I hope. And the comments or below this one were pretty much that they don't believe a word of what Stella is saying and that they know OP might be aware of that fact but they're not sure Alex is and I just advise an OP to be aware of that because Alex may need OP in the near future and it might not be the case but it certainly had me feeling that way as well the paragraph where it said what did Stella tell Alex about me not being the wedding and then and Stella was saying, you know, he believed one of his intrusive thoughts was real. Had me really worried for Alex that she's using this as an excuse, if that's the case, of course. And then her saying she always wanted you in the wedding. But, you know, the comments are heavily against Stella down below on that update. But what do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. Now let's move on to another story. And our next story is from the Am I the Arsehole subreddit does come with an update as well from Walker123 who says, Am I the arsehole for refusing to let my parents put a tracker on my 28 female phone? Context. My 28 female life has not turned out the way I wanted it to. I still live at home with my parents who are extremely controlling. All my friends have left the country so I'm on my own a lot. Most of my time is spent at home, at work or going on solo walks. I don't drink. I don't go to the gym or play sports anymore. I don't have hobbies outside of the house. I haven't dated anyone for seven years. All in all, a very uninteresting life. My one solace is being outdoors in nature and walking. My parents aren't happy with this. They think women shouldn't go on walks by themselves as it is dangerous. In their words, I know it'd be better to ease their concerns if I had someone to go on a walk with, but I don't. My mum has been trying to get me to put a share my location on my phone with her for years. I understand that she worries about my safety. However, the big problem for me is that I know it is not just about my safety. She'll use it to become my stalker. I know this because she has my dad share his location with her and vice versa. She sits and stares at her screen and will say things like, Oh, your father has just left tennis. or Oh, your father has just arrived at work. Oh, your father is leaving the pub. I don't have anything to hide. But it is the one boundary I've held onto. And I've been so proud of myself for not caving. Today's events. Today I decided that I'd take a trip up the coast and go for a walk along the sea. I told my parents about my plans, 10.30am. My mum asked that I call her and keep in touch. Once I got there, 2pm, I called her and told her I was there. I also told her what walk and route I would be taking. I didn't tell her when I would be home, but she also didn't ask. I also didn't message to say I was on my way home. My parents were furious when I arrived back, 8pm. My dad told me that i no longer had a say that it was mandatory for me to have a tracker on my phone i told him that i had done everything asked of me i called explained where i was going they also said that they could have called me if they were concerned about my whereabouts so as a result i've been punished the car that i drive is technically my dad's and and so he has taken the keys away he says that i can buy my own car or grant them access to my tracking information they said that they would never do this to me hold the fact that they bought the car over my head also, it makes no sense for me to buy a new car now. I'm at a final stage of a graduate recruitment process, and if I'm successful, I'll be moving to London in September. However, I need to survive between now and then, and without a car, the little life I have is impossible. So, I'm I the for refusing to let them put a tracker on my phone when their concern is my safety. Edit. My dad hasn't told me that he has taken the keys. I work at an event today day after post and he plans for me to not find them when i need to go now point out in the obvious thing that you're 28 years old <laughs> your parents shouldn't be tracking you at all you're a full grown adult and to me you know it just didn't feel about safety or anything like that it just felt like control and i was just trying to think about your options either like you give them your tracking information then you get access to that car you don't and you buy your own car but you said you know, there's no point in doing that because you're in the final stages of your graduate recruitment process. And if successful, you're moving to London in September. Woody Comfortable asked, they said, not the arsehole, can you use public transportation to go back and forth to work and school? Opie says, yes, I can, but the public transport system here is not very good. My work is a 10 minute drive away, but by a public transport, it would take me an hour. I do work from home most days, though, so that is something. I could also go to parks that are within walking distance for some outdoors. I was kind of thinking on the back of that. Maybe a bike then. A bike might be quite useful. It's not as expensive as a car. You could probably get a cheap second-hand one and still maintain your freedom without your parents tracking your ass. All about just managing this to get to the end goal of London, I guess. But Polly Put the Kettle One says, not the arsehole, but if your only choice is living with them and using that car for the next three months, you don't really have a choice. That's their rule for living in their house and using the car. Yes, they are being crazy, but it is what it is. Is it dangerous where you live? Opie says, I think you might be right, which breaks my soul. It is not a dangerous place to live, but they always cite global news stories of women being kidnapped as examples. The Sarah Everett case particularly shook them. Clayton says, you would not be the asshole regardless of what you choose to do. Regardless if it is to refuse to be tracked, accept it now, use a burner phone or any combination thereof. Do what you must do for your sanity. However, the day you leave, I would drop that phone at the edge of the driveway and not give them any information about where you work or live. It wouldn't hurt to notify the police that you are alive and well so they won't waste their time when your parents file a missing person report. If and when you choose to resume any contact, let them know exactly what behavior you require from them. And only if they respect your rules should you allow them to maintain any contact. Let them earn the privilege and put them in time out if they don't show you basic courtesy and respect. The OP said that they was going, potentially going to be going to London in September. They updated this post 11 hours from when I'm reading this, which today is the 13th of September. So hopefully, I hope we're going to get a good London update. But OP starts off saying, hi everyone, quick update for anyone who is interested. Recap, my parents wanted to put a tracker on my 28 female phone for my safety. I said no and was called a stupid bitch. Drama ensued the original post is here update things were very frosty the next couple of days my mum eventually came to me and said that she was going to address the elephant in the room she said she was very disappointed in me but as i didn't care about her she would just have to live without it the tracker on my phone i think she expected me to cave at that point but i didn't i said thank you for understanding and that was it the car keys were returned to the drawer and nothing more was said about it from anyone including my dad this day, I have no idea why the 180 degree flip happened. Although you all helped me realize that I have an unhealthy codependent relationship with my parents, I think it will just take time to set boundaries and learn how to be my own person. I still love them a lot and I know they love me too, even though we aren't the type of family that says so. Which leads me to my other news I got the job in London. I've officially moved out and I'm living there now. I still feel surreal. I know it's going to take some time to get used to living independently i'm ready to be my own person and learn how to do things on my own honestly i'd given up hope that this day would ever come i feel so much happier and can genuinely say i'm proud of myself if anyone has any tips for living away from home for the first time please let me know finally thank you for all the support and give me the push i needed i was in a very dark place and now i feel like i can start living my life thank you small edit people are asking about the car slash asking me to check it for trackers clarify i didn't bring the car with me so can't check it probably for the best and i can't tell you how many comments below that post were saying you know check all your shit for trackers because there's something in there the way that they just flipped 180 like that but i will say to op congratulations on the job in london and no, just live your best life now. Experience some life away from your parents, and hopefully you become to realize more and more how unhealthy that relationship you had with them was. But OP, just go out and thrive. Live your life. But what do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. And just a huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for getting involved in today's stories. Your love, your support, your time always means the absolute world to me. So thank you so much for being involved. Truly, it's absolutely amazing. And hopefully, I'll see you in the next one. Take care and much love.